listening to Buggy Talk, where some of your favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fertikowski. Each week, I'll bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. This week's episode, we have award-winning Amish fiction author, Jennifer Beckstrand. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Tracy. Thank you for having me on today. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We have so many exciting things to chat about, one being the Amish Christmas Miracles Collection. I have to say, as being one of the authors um, involved in this project, I'm pretty excited. What, um, What inspired you to head up this project? Well, you know, it's been a lot of years that I have wanted to do a collection with several different Amish authors. I have really been thinking about it for a very long time. And last year, I was visiting um, on a call with Jennifer Spredeman, and she mentioned that she wanted to do it, and we talked about it for a few minutes, and then we kind of let it go, and then... I don't know what happened. I, something clicked in my head just a few months ago, and I thought, I really want to do this, and I want to do something for Christmas. And so um, I contacted Jennifer Spreadman and said, do you want to do this? Let's do it. And she said yes, and then we brought uh, Rachel Good on board. And so the three of us have kind of headed up this collection, and we're just so excited about it. It's going to be really a fun thing and I am so excited about the authors that are um, contributing and uh, participating with us. It's just going to be a really fun collection of Christmas stories. I can imagine, you know, I've read um, Amish fiction long, long before I started penning Amish fiction. So um, to know that I can just snuggle up at Christmas time and enjoy 14 stories from some of my favorite authors is um, so exciting. And I've heard really good reviews from some of the people that follow me. And I'm sure you've heard that too, that people are really excited about this collection. Um, Can you tell us how you decided which authors you were going to include? Well, I made a list and Jennifer Spredeman made a list and Rachel made a list and we started going down our list and asking people. we definitely wanted a, a variety. We wanted some, some people who are new to Amish fiction and others who've been writing for a lot of years. Um, so it's, it's just a really interesting group. And um, there were some who couldn't do it because of uh, previous um, commitments. But it's really been a, a fun and exciting thing to just see all these authors come together, the different experiences they have, but also just how um, how excited and willing they all are to do this. I think everybody's really, really excited about it. Well, share with us, do you have a list of the authors? Can you share with us who's all going to be part of this? Yes. So the authors that we have involved are me, Jennifer Backstrand, Jennifer Spredeman, um, she's also written as J.E.B. Spredeman, um, Susan Land Simpson, Kathleen Fuller, Adina 
Sempt, um, Tracy Fredikowski, uh, Rachel J. Good, Mary Alford, Serena Miller, Lori Lowe, Lenora Worth, Dana R. Lynn, Ashley Emma, and Laura Bradford. That is quite a list. How many of those ladies have you read their books? I think I've read almost all of them have at you, one you point. Know, that's so interesting you ask that because I do, I have read um, a few because I'll have um, editors contact me and say, can you read this book and endorse it? Um, but I actually don't, this sounds terrible. I don't read a lot of Amish fiction because I don't like it to, um, color or or influence what i write which sounds i don't know but i have read i've read kathleen i've read um, rachel um i've read lara and again mostly because they've asked if i could endorse their books so so the ones i've read i have loved and i am definitely going to read more um lenora worth she and i were both nominated for um a Rita Award with the Romance Writers of America the same year. And so I met her at um, the uh, Romance Writers of America conference in July. And so I thought, oh yeah, I, I probably should read one of her books too. I need to read everybody's book. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to read everybody's stories, but I really, um, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about the different voices that we're going, going to get in the collection. I think it's I think it's a well-rounded group, you know, and I have to agree there there are a few of my favorite authors that I read all the time, but um as I started to get heavily into writing, I found myself reading less and less Amish stories and mm -hmm. more just regular um Christian uh stories because of the same reason. Sometimes when you read those books, it does cloud or you, you think of scenes or, or um, the way somebody said something and you think, oh, did somebody else do that? And did I just remember it from another book? Or did that come in my own mind? You know, so you sort of play a little mind game with yourself was, did I see that somewhere else? Or did I read that somewhere else? So I can as an author, I, I agree with you that sometimes when you read in your genre, you tend to pick up some similarities um, and you have to uh, struggle with yourself. Is that my own thought or was that somebody else's thought? So. Right. So true. <laughs> so tell us, when can we um, expect uh, this collection to be released? So it will be released on November 10th. And right now it's available on pre-order, so you, anybody can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and pre-order it. It's only 99 cents, so it's going to pack a lot of punch for 99 cents. And um, it will be released November 10th, and then for a week it will be 99 cents, and then on November 16th the price goes up to 9.99. So it's a really good idea to get it now so that you can lock in that low price. I definitely, definitely. So I don't want you to give too much of a spoiler away with your story, but do you have a title or can you tell us anything about um, any of the characters you're thinking about writing about? Yes. So my latest series um, is called the Petersheim Brothers. And there are three older brothers and two twin boys who are eight years old. And the twins have been relegated to the cellar to sleep because their daughter, 
has had a stroke and so he has come to live with them and there's no room in the house for the twin boys to sleep so they have to go to the cellar so these twin boys have an idea that if they get their three older brothers married off then they will be able to move back to the main rooms of the house and they won't have to sleep in the cellar anymore so that's the the premise for my petersheim brothers books so for um my story in the Amish Christmas Miracles collection, you're going to see the twin brothers, Alfie and Benji, and they are, are trying to match up um, someone who has left the community and come back with another girl who's a friend of theirs. So that's kind of what's happening. You're going to see a lot of the Peter Shine brothers and a lot of Alfie and Benji. And Alfie and Benji are hilarious they get into so much trouble and all in the name of romance and they're going to have a lot of really fun adventures in this book i'm going to i think i'm going to call it a peanut butter christmas because <laughs> the peter shine brothers are they make peanut butter that's one of the things they do um, to earn money and <clears throat> they're called the peanut butter brothers and Anyway, so that's, I think that's kind of, that's the working title at this point. So it's going to be really fun. I think it's a great start. And I don't know about you, but I, I love when you pull characters from other books into another book, it makes you feel like you've gotten to know them, like your Aunt Bitsy from uh -huh. the uh, Honeybee Sisters. Oh, I just love her. I, I, just, I just really liked her. So I'm glad that, um, and I haven't read any of your Peter Schreim, uh Brothers books yet, but I heard or I read somewhere that you've included Aunt Bitsy in, in one of those books. So yes, yes. Yeah. She, um, she actually plays a, a very big part in the first book, Andrew. Um, so it's set, the Peter Schein Brothers is set in the same world as the honeybee sisters so it's the honeybee sisters and the peanut butter brothers and aunt bitsy has a, a a big role in both those worlds so you'll see a lot of her and a lot of the twins that's really fun. oh it sounds exciting so i have to tell you have you always or i have to ask you have you always wanted to be a writer you know that is such a good question when i i have always just adored reading and um when I was a teenager, I, I found Jane Austen, and it, it really changed my life. I have always, you know, sometimes when I read a book, I think, oh, I hate the way that ended, or oh, I could, I could do a better job than that. But I, I never really thought, oh, I want to be a writer. Um, so in college, my, my degree is in math. I actually have a degree in math. So I have six children, and, and when my fourth daughter was born, um, I just had so much trouble sleeping. I don't know why, but I would lay awake at night, and then I thought, well, while I'm here just, you know, staring at the ceiling, I should maybe come up with a story. So I started coming up with stories that I thought would make really good romance novels, so there was one story, it was a historical Western and it kept brewing in my head. And so I started writing it and it was 
a very long process. By about the time my fourth child turned 16, I had finished this book. And it was good. I thought it was really good. So I actually um, I pitched it to an editor. I was at a writer's conference, and I pitched this book to this editor, and she wasn't interested because it didn't have sex in it. Okay. And uh, she gave me the name of the names of a couple of agents who were more interested in Christian fiction. And so I contacted Mary Sue Seymour. She um, asked to read the book, and she called me. And she said, I think you're a really good writer. She said, um, would you like to try writing Amish romance? This is how I got into Amish romance is, is Mary Sue asked me to write Amish romance. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and she said, well, that's what research is for. You go and, and uh, do some research. So I flew out to Lancaster County. I did a ton of research um, and she said send me the first 50 pages of an Amish romance and I'll take a look at it so I did all this research I sent her the page the these pages and she called me on my birthday and said okay finish this book we're gonna sell it and the rest is history. So it's funny how I kind of, I feel like I kind of got yanked into a writing career almost. I, you know, I had no idea when I went to pitch this historical Western at this conference that um, this would start this amazing career. And it has been really an amazing blessing and gift in my life. But so, yeah, that's how it got started. <laughs> so... Um, I love, I love doing it and I love being a writer. I, I don't know how you can't enjoy being a writer. You know, it's like your own little fantasy world. You get to write your own story. So I love it. I love it. So where, so where do you draw your Amish inspiration from? Well, I, I've obviously been back. I, I decided to set my books in Wisconsin. And so I've been back there, done a lot of research. I think that the one thing that I, that really struck me the very first time I went to Pennsylvania was how normal, <laughs> if you want to say that, normal the Amish people were. They had normal problems. They were human. They had human frailties and the parents loved their children as much as I loved my children. And everybody was just living their life the best they knew how. And so I don't know why that was such a revelation to me, but it really was. And so when I write a book, it's really just about real characters and real people facing real problems. And it's really um, fun to do it in the framework of the Amish community and the Amish belief system because that creates different problems, right, and different conflicts. So usually when I start a book and 
am working on inspiration and plot lines, I, I think about conflicts and I think about characters and how they deal with these conflicts in the framework of the Amish belief system and community. So, and so a lot of my inspiration comes from people I know. My, my parents, my, so my, my Huckleberry Hill series, Matchmakers of Huckleberry Hill, is about these two 80-something grandparents who love to play matchmaker to all their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. And this, the first book, I wrote it. And my mom read it, and she said, Anna and Phil T are me and your dad, aren't they? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I said, yeah, they are. Um, and because my mom is just this energetic, so much fun, just lovely person. And my dad is just, he just goes along for the ride. And that's kind of how Anna and Felty are. Anna just plans all these fun things and Felty goes along for the ride very good naturedly. So I do get a lot of inspiration just from the people around me um, because I just feel like the Amish are just like you and me. So that's kind of how that, how that all works out. You know, a funny story. I have a, an Amish friend in Wisconsin who owns a quilt shop and oh. I was there uh, visiting last summer and um, she said, Tracy, I just don't understand the fascination people have with us. We're just hardworking people, just like everybody else. And she started, she sort of snickered, you know, and said, what is it that people in why do they read about us all the time? She was just flabbergasted as why, Tracy, why do you write books about us? You know, why? She just didn't understand. We're just hardworking people. We're just hardworking people, you know, raising a family and, you know, helping our neighbors and they just don't understand. They just do not understand it. It, it is quite funny. But um, so tell us, what are you working on right now? Other than the Amish Christmas miracles? What, do you, what are you working on right now at this present time? So I'm in the middle of a contract. I, I have a, a four-book contract with my publisher. Um, three of the books are set in Colorado. It's a new series with Colorado Amish. It's called The Amish Quilt Maker. And the first book is called The Amish Quilt Maker's Unexpected Baby. It's a very oh, long title. Yeah. <laughs> and I've finished that book. It's in, uh, right now it's in copy editing. The second book is called The Amish Quilt Maker's Unruly In-Law. Again, a really long title. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun title. That's the, that's the book I'm currently working on. And then the third book, I don't have a title for yet, So, but that's what I'm working on. And then the fourth book in the contract is actually um anna and felty the matchmakers of huckleberry hill it's actually their love story set in the 1950s and i am over the moon excited about this one everybody has been asking for their story and they're finally going to get it so that's currently what i'm working on and the first amish quilt maker book comes out uh i want to say march of 2021 Oh, how exciting. I have to ask, you're writing uh, 
the story set in the 50s, are you sort of modeling it after your parents? I'm not, <laughs> but that would have been a good idea. Um, it's going to be very, um, have very typical, I don't know if typical is the right word, typical Amish um, conflicts where Felty actually has left the Amish to join the army. And when he comes back, um, nobody wants to have anything to do with him. And nobody wants him to have anything to do with any of their daughters. Oh. So that's kind of the premise. But, uh, and I've just barely started doing uh, some research on that. And um, it, it's really exciting. It, it sounds really cool. I can't wait till that one comes out. So yeah. you've done a lot of reading in the past, I'm sure. So tell us who your favorite author is and why. Well, it would have to be Jane Austen. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think she's a lot of people's favorite authors, but she's so, I love her characters. Her characters are so well drawn and um, she just is so delightful. Just puts in something funny that is so true but makes you laugh so that's why i i put a lot of humor in my books because i i love that jane austen uh humor another writer that i i absolutely adore is orson scott card he's more of a science fiction writer he wrote ender's game which is probably his most uh famous book but he also writes some romance and I, I adore his characters. He's such a beautiful writer. And I think of all the people besides Jane Austen, he would probably be my biggest influence. So. I have not heard of him before, believe it or not. So um, I will have to look him up. So what are you reading right now? Are you reading anything right at the moment? You know, I just finished. I, <laughs> it's funny. I don't read a lot of romance. That's <laughs> I um, actually I usually read what my book club is reading, but I just finished oh, a very poignant, heart-wrenching book called um, "A Mother's Reckoning," and it was written by Sue Klebold, who is the mother of one of the Columbine shooters. Oh goodness. And I actually started reading it because I, I was thinking of, of weaving a plot line that had something to do with the mother of someone who has murdered someone, the mother of a murderer. And I decided I could not use it in any of my books because it is so painful and just so sad, but it's also just a really very hopeful story about forgiveness and treating other people with love and kindness, especially someone like her, um, who obviously, you know, she, she had so much hatred um, directed her way. And it was really beautiful to see the people who were so kind and loving to her 
in such a horrible, horrible time. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, that, anyway, it's a really beautiful book, but it was just too sad, so I probably won't include that in any of my books, but uh, uh, really worth reading. Well, you know, um, a lot of Amish fiction readers um, read Amish fiction because they are the uh, white picket fence endings, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like a really deep story that um, would almost be hard to uh, get a storyline going with it. So yeah. That. So let's just, um, I know that you have six children and I know you have a, a bunch of grandchildren. What do you like to do when you're not writing? And I bet some of it includes those grandbabies. <laughs> Yes, it does. I love spending time with my grandchildren. Um, four of my eight grandchildren live out of state, so I don't see them very often, but um, the other four are in state, and I haven't seen a lot of them since the, um, the pandemic, but we're getting back together. You know, it's been nice. Um, so I see a lot of the grandchildren. Of course, that's the best thing in my life. And um, something else I love to do, our family is very uh, musical. We love to sing and it's been a real blessing that all of my children can carry a tune. So we, <laughs> we've, we've done a lot of that. We've done a lot of singing together. Um, another thing that I love is theater. And I, um, I love to direct plays. I've directed a lot of plays at the elementary school and the junior high. And I recently finished directing a, a Christmas play at the, um, our community theater here. Um, and I've decided that directing and writing are a really good, they, they meld really well together because um, as a writer, really what I'm doing is directing people, <laughs> you know, to, you are, to go, you are. right. To walk, go walk over here or say this or anyway. So that's actually a really good crossover skill set. Um, so I do love doing that. I love theater. Um, and so those are, those are kind of my hobbies and crossword puzzles. I am a crossword puzzle fiend. I love doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> I, I love finding out these little tidbits about, about people. It puts, it puts um, you in a new life or a new light. Um, okay, let's finish up by just having a little bit of fun. I have to ask, would you rather have an endless summer or an endless winter? Well, of course, endless summer. And when I saw that question, I thought, does anybody pick? endless winter I don't know maybe if you like to snow ski and snowmobile you know oh, that's something true. like that that's a good point well definitely summer for me I hate to be cold and I feel like I'm always cold so <laughs> uh, I would lo I love to just sit out actually sit out in my garden and just do some weeding while I just soak up the sun so oh. Well, thank goodness summer is definitely on its way. So we, you can enjoy that. So we have to know, do you enjoy a paperback or an ebook? It has to be a paperback. I, I do have a, a Kindle reader, but I just rarely, rarely use it. Um, I really love having a book in my hand, which is interesting. You know, the, this Amish Christmas miracles 
we will bring it out in paperback, but it, it'll be pretty expensive because it's a really long book. But oh, there are a lot of people who just want a paperback, and I totally understand that. That's how I am for sure. Mm -hmm. And an audio book, absolutely not. I my my mind wanders way too far, <laughs> and I can't hear. I don't hear anything. I don't hear the books. So mm -hmm. my husband, he lives off audio books. He loves audio books, but me, I have to have the paperback book in my hand me too i just love the feel of a book you know um it, it just i just love it so do you have a library of books how many books do you own you know i i have a ton of books i'm sitting here by my bookshelf looking um i about oh two years ago i read that book the life-changing magic of tidying up <laughs> <laughs> One of the things she said is that a book wants to be read. And so if you have a lot of books on your shelf, you should get rid of them and give them to, you know, to a bookseller or someone who, you know, so that they, so that the books can be read. And so probably two years ago, I gave away, it was at least eight box of book, boxes oh of books. And it, it was so sad, but I also thought, you know what? She's right. These books deserve to be read. So I kept, I still have, I think I have like six bookshelves in my home and they're all full. But so I used to have a lot more, but I still have quite a few. <laughs> so to finish up, um, do you have a motto that you live by? You know, I, there have been so many different things, but I, there is something that hangs on my garage door that I look at every day and it says, be a better disciple of the Savior today. And that's, um, that's what I try to do. And man, I, sometimes I really fail at it, but, um, I, I just, yeah, I want to be a better disciple of Jesus that's my, that's my goal in everything I do. And again, I wish I were better at it, but you know. And don't we all, and don't we all. Well, Jennifer, I just want to thank you for spending time with us this week. I look forward to reading all the stories in the Christmas um, Miracles collection that we all have a part of. Um, good luck to you with all your new projects. Next week, we'll have award-winning author Murray Pura on talking about the Amish menorah and other stories that he's written with the men of Amish fiction. See you next week on the Buggy Talk podcast.